0: Welcome to today's Jersey Joes on Sports Podcast. Let's get started. Put my mic on.
1: I'm back, back in New York. I'm yo, back. yo, let's go it. Time again after a long hiatus for Jersey Joe's on SportsCast. This is Volume Number Seven. I'm Greg B. and I'm here with my partner in crime Johnny A. Johnny, how we doing, buddy?
0: Uh, it's a little wet here uh, in Northern Virginia, but uh, other than that, it was a great summer, and uh, we're back in reality now. And that, that means it's uh, time for some podcast.
1: absolutely. Yeah, it's been a long time. We took the uh, entire summer off because you know why not? You know we work hard on this podcast, so we deserve some time off. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, we're, 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 we're and I've heard from all three of our listeners, and they're really pissed. So I'm sure they'll be happy to see a new one get on board uh, very soon. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we're going to talk about a lot of things. But I think, uh, you know, we won't get into uh, some of the things that happened over the summer. I think we need to dive into uh, what's hot right now. And uh, that's college and NFL football. I had the first uh, NFL game of the year last night. And uh, I got to be honest with you, that was probably one of the worst football games I've ever watched.
0: Very sloppy from both sides. Uh, what were there, tw- were there, 26 penalties uh, in total, Cole? Oh, yeah. It was
1: awful. It was atrocious. It really was. I mean, the brand of football that was played last night was terrible. And, you know, I really can't – I can't blame anybody but the NLPA because of this new, uh, you know, agreement they have where basically they don't have really training camps. They go there, they get massages, they eat, like, these fancy meals with quinoa and all this other garbage. Uh, They don't don't work hard. They don't do two-a-days anymore. They don't hit. And God knows they don't play in the preseason game. So, basically, we suffer through – you know, three initial weeks of NFL football—that's just complete garbage. I agree
0: with you hundred percent. It was sloppy, and, and the lack of preparation, um, and a lack of reps um, prior to the season started. It showed last night. I'm ho- I'm hoping that Sunday is not as bad, but I'm not. Optimistic. Yeah,
1: I mean, it was it was pretty bad. And I, I mean, watching that game, it was almost like watching the the playoff game all over again. It was pretty pathetic. I mean. God, Matt Ryan, I don't know what happened to that guy. I mean, I used to think a couple years ago he had a real big upside and he was gonna be really turned into something, but he just can't seem to get it done and everybody's to this morning, you know, beating up Sarkeesian for his play calling. I'm sorry, it's not the play calling as much as it is the execution. I mean, they had that first drive, they got down there inside the ten. The first the first play they ran from scrimmage, they went eight yards to the one yard line. Uh then, you know, on third down, uh, he had a receiver open. Ryan clearly missed him. The third the third, uh, third down play call, I don't recall off the top of my head, but I remember it not being so bad. And then fourth and goal from the one. I mean, I'm sorry. If you if you want to be the NFC champs and you want to take it to the Super Bowl champs, you go hat for hat and you pound it in from one yard. It's that simple. I mean, don't don't blame Sarkeesian for the play calling. How about the execution of the guys on the front line? And let's just punch it in for a touchdown.
0: Yeah, I mean, to, to your point, uh, Ryan missed so many big throws last night, so he was clearly the... You know the the, the reason why uh, Atlanta's offense wasn't clicking, and then if you look on the other side, so I think I think it was um, I think it was Collinsworth last last night who said that Ertz you know didn't have a drop in like the last ten games of last year. I think he dropped seven balls. <laughs> yeah, like
1: it was unbelievable. Uh, and that's I, I again it goes back to the preparation going into these games. It's terrible. It really is.
0: No, I, I I'm, I'm with you there. It was an ugly game. Uh, the only silver lining is that uh, my boy Jay Ajayi uh, got two TDs. As you know, he is on my uh, <laughs> he's on his, it was in my starting lineup in the uh, league that we are both in together because I had to find some, somebody to take uh, Le'Veon Bell's place because it doesn't look like he's coming back. Yeah, time.
1: no, I was reading about that. It looks like he's going to sit out all the way to the bye, which I think is like week seven or eight or something like that because he can come back and still make plenty of money from that point moving forward, and he feels like he's going to save his body a lot of wear and tear because they just basically you know just go to him all the time.
0: Yeah, it must, it must be nice to have um, you know a future stream of income to be able to throw away $875,000 no. a week in uh for your game check but uh hey i i i am not in that stratosphere uh so i guess i really can't No, understand.
1: neither one of us, but i think he knows at the end of the day he's got a big payday coming and honestly, i mean he's worth every penny cuz when he's on the field, i mean he, he the, guy, the guy can do it all. I mean, he not only can he run, he's great catching the ball and he does a good job picking up blocks too. I mean, he he's he's, a, he's, he's a tremendous. tremendous. He's a tremendous yeah, player. I agree. He he
0: really he really is, but you know, is he correct me if i'm wrong, he's, he's 26 yeah. now. Mm-hmm. Um, this, you know, as we see with these guys, they, they have a, you know, they have a standard, like, you know, seven to eight year shelf life tops. They're, they're good ones. So, you know, there's, I don't know how much tread is left on those no. guys. So, so, so someone else will go out there and spend big bucks on them. It's kind of like uh, an MLB when, you know, you go out and sign that big starting pitcher for a long term deal. You're basically paying him in arrears. You're paying him for what he did for somebody yeah. else. And now you're going to have him on the decline. So, um, yeah, Pittsburgh is clearly going to be missing him this year. Uh, I'm going to be missing him on my fantasy team. Um, But it's, um, it's it's a really unfortunate situation for the fans because, as we both did a deep dive into... Pittsburgh cannot offer him a long-term deal now because the window is already right. closed. Um, they're not going to—they're not going to be able to pull a trade for him because uh, if they trade him somewhere, they—you know—the the next team is not going to be able to negotiate a deal with him until the end of the season right. either. So they're—and—and and, you know—they're not going to back off. He's not going to back off, and we're looking at may, maybe like a week, ten around. Yeah.
1: Which—which which if he comes back around, then um, I think he still will make the most money out of any running back in the league just because of where he's at, which is insane. Yeah. And the only thing I worry about though is you know I've been reading everything. About how his linemen and everybody on his team have basically turned against him because now you know they understand that you got to do what you got to do, you got to take care of your family, you got to make the money, you know, because your window is small. But at the same time, now he's messing with everybody else's livelihood too because he's not showing up, and now they're going to lose games because this guy's not there. And uh, it's not—he's not uh, very well liked right now. When he does get back to that clubhouse, you know, or the uh, locker room, they're not going to—they're not going to be too happy to see him.
0: Well, I mean, Ramon Foster, I think, who makes you know somewhere in the neighborhood of like. 1.7, 1.8 million was kind of was putting it in perspective, talking about the salaries that the offensive line currently make, and is basically. They they uh, they they kind of add up to where he is in total. Um, the, those five guys and they they're not very appreciative of him. They realize there's a whole lot more money at stake uh, as far as playoff playoffs go and incentives that these guys have um, based on wins. So yeah, it's it's a it's a sad situation. Um, you know, you you wonder if they have a bad year, does uh, does ownership also decide to use this as an opportunity to get rid of Tomlin because I think he's uh, he's possibly the most overrated coach in the NFL.
1: Yeah, uh, I, I I have to say I have to tend to agree with you. I think he's uh, I think. I think he's a, a master motivator when it comes to the practice field, but I don't think it translates to games because some of the things he does in games and some of his decision making, I think, is is really poor.
0: No, he's a, he's a great rah rah guy, and he'd be a great defensive coordinator because that's 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 what his uh, his yep. background is. But he he gets coached by the big by the big guys. I mean Belichick has coached circles around him for yep. years. Uh, we saw it we saw it last year with Doug Marone um, in the game versus the Jags in the playoffs. So I mean this uh, yeah we, we'll we'll see we'll see what happens. It should be an interesting year in yeah. Pittsburgh. Uh, but it also should be a very interesting year with uh, with the New York
1: absolutely Sports Johnny. I got to tell you I'm I'm really uh, the news that came down today with uh, Olivier Vernon not being able to play is a total body blow. I mean that that really hurt today because uh, as you know I mean. Our Our defense is really suspect right now. When you're grabbing, like, 10 guys off the waiver wires to make your final roster, you know, the week before the season starts, you know you're in trouble. And uh, the one thing we definitely do not have uh, on the New York Giants anymore, which is we used to have an overabundance of, is pass rushers right now. I mean, we got a lot of good run stuffers. I mean, I think Tomlinson and and Snacks are fantastic. And this kid, B.J. Hill, looks like he's going to be great, too. But, you know, they're all run stuffers. And with the 3-4, you need to get pressure from the edges and you know Kareem Martin you know he's okay uh but Olivier Vorden's our guy I mean he's the guy for us and with him out and being kind of the hub of that defense you're going to move Connor Barwin over there now to kind of fill in and I think we're, we're going to be in big trouble luckily we play a team in Jacksonville that has a pathetic offense um
0: well Bortles we, we, you know we 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 can't make Bortles look good. I mean, somehow Pittsburgh did that in the playoffs last year. We we can't make Bortles look good. And uh, I I hear you. I mean, with no with no Vernon on the field, it makes you wish that we still had Mr. Eight and a half.
1: No, exactly. I mean, the, the best the best thing we got going for us is their strength on their defense is going against the strength of our, I mean, the strength of their offense is going against strength of our defense with Fournette because they're going to try to run Fournette and I think we're going to do a good job of stopping the run. So it's going to come down to them throwing the ball and, you know, who knows what's going to happen because I think, you know, our our offense, is very potent as long as our offensive line does a halfway decent job. But we're going against probably, I would say, one of the top three defenses in the league.
0: Oh no, no question about it. So, so we're going to have to be able to run the ball effectively on Sunday. Um, they've got to shut down corners. Yep. Not to say that Eli's not going to find somebody open, because as you just alluded to, they they have. Uh, I mean, it's Christmas morning for a quarterback when he's. When he's got Barkley, Beckham, uh, Shepard, Ingram, yeah. I mean, it's a it's a nice uh, it's a nice group of guys for him to be able to uh, to work with. Um, now now we just got to hope that uh, Mr. Flowers can do his job on the other side. Yeah,
1: no kidding. I, I mean, I think the left side of the line good with Solder, and Hernandez, and uh, you know Halipo. You know, moving over to center. I mean, that he must have played really well because I mean they let our other center go. So uh, they're they're impressed with him. He did a good job at the end of last year. I liked what I saw. Omame, you know, he's been a pretty solid starter throw about his career, but Flowers is still the big question mark, and uh, it's a huge question mark. But I think I think you're going to see them do a lot of quick stuff. Uh, you know, I hate to bring up his name, but kind of like what Mcadoo did, where it's uh, you know a couple steps and let's get the ball out of our hands. And I'd love to see that little that little flip be, uh, to Saquon out in the flat and let just let him go.
0: No, I, I'm with you. I, I'm I'm super excited. You know, we we uh, we're, we're going to know a lot um, coming coming off of Sunday. I think. I mean, yes, Jacksonville's a good team. But we're, we're at least going to be able to know a lot uh I, at least a lot about our offense i think the defense is something that's going to take a few weeks because as you said with all the changes in personnel that, that that's a unit that it could take a month for these guys to kind of gel but uh, we're 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 gonna know a lot about our offense.
1: Uh, no, I agree, and, and I think you know from a from a numbers perspective and a gambling perspective. I mean, you take the Giants home opener, you're gonna get three points. I think you got to take it. I mean, I like I like I think it's gonna be a close game. I don't see this being a blowout one way or the other. I think it's gonna be a field goal game. So if it's gonna be a field goal game, I'm gonna take the field goal and hope that the Giants win outright personally.
0: I, I am too, and I'm I'm actually hopeful that this thing will move to like three and a half that you'll have some Jacksonville action and push this thing up a little bit. It'd be nice to have the hook or even get it.
1: I agree. And that, and that, then I'm all, over. I agree. And and I got to tell you, there's a couple other games when I look at the card this week, uh, there's a couple games that really just jump out at me that I really that I really like. I mean, you, I, I understand that they're the Patriots and everybody likes the Patriots, and I realize they're at home. But you, you're gonna take that Texans defense that's now healthy, and you got Watson back healthy at quarterback, and you're gonna give me a touchdown uh, on the road in a spot where typically New New England's always struggled early in the season, especially in in openers. Um, I, I love that game. I like I like the Texans plus seven. They might not win. They might lose by a field goal. But God, I'll take those points, and they might win outright.
0: I'm with you 100 on it. You remember how poorly the uh, Patriots played in the opener last year? Yeah,
1: absolutely, absolutely. And another one I look at, and you know we talked about them at length earlier in the show, is uh, give me give me the Cleveland Browns plus seven at home. I'm sorry, I think the Browns are going to be pretty decent this year, and I think they catch the Steelers in the perfect spot.
0: Well, I tell you that that it looks like that line has moved significantly now with the bell news. So what I'm seeing is that the open was uh, was Pittsburgh given seven. Now I'm seeing they're only given four. Okay. Eight. So that thing is starting to move. So that's something for, uh, for all of our listeners out there to, uh, to, keep, to keep an eye on. Um, I, 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 think that, uh, I still think Pittsburgh's a superior team. Uh, and if that thing's less than a touchdown, I'm going to go the other way. I'm, I'm going to take the, uh, the Steelers. They're still, they're still a superior team. Browns, a lot of changes there. They have, they have some talent. They're going to be better. Uh, I'm just not buying
1: it. No, I hear you. I hear you. The other the other game that's kind of puzzling to me too, and uh, it, obviously it's a little close to home for me, is uh, Carolina. Now, Carolina, is, you know, the home team typically gets three points out of the gate, and they're a three-point favorite at home. So you're telling me talent-wise they're equal to the Dallas Cowboys on the road? I strongly disagree. I think Carolina's a, a much better team than the Dallas Cowboys on many facets. So, uh, I mean, home opener, you know, you got them in their own building, and they're only given a field goal. I, I, lo- I love this. I love the Panthers in that spot.
0: I'm all over the Panthers on this one too. Couldn't agree with you more. And and one other one that jumps out at me uh, because I I I think the Gruden experiment is going to be an abject disaster. Uh, I'm I'm loving the
1: Rams. Mm, Interesting.
0: On uh, on Monday night, I'm loving the Rams. They're on the road, but they are solid. They they looked so improved last year. Um, I, I I mean it's got a, they got a rock solid defense, uh, and I just don't see. I don't buy. I don't buy, a, I don't buy a car at QB. Um, I'm, I'm I want to go to Rams.
1: That's interesting. Yeah, the only thing that scares me there, and this goes back for me to when I was a, a young young 20, maybe even 19 or 18 year old, and and I first started gambling. I read a book called uh, How to Win Your Office Football Pool by Danny Sheridan, and the one thing Danny Sheridan and always said it was never bet against the Oakland Raiders on Monday Night Football because they were the best Monday Night Football in the history of the NFL. So that's the only thing that scares me with that one. And and yeah, and, it, and it's probably yeah. changed over the last 15 years, but for some reason that's always stuck in my head.
0: Well, I, I I listen. There's a few things that stick in my head, like 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 nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> yes. So, <laughs> so and, and I understand that Boomer is going to be back. That's what some, I heard. That's what so, I heard. Uh, which would be nice. So so. So uh, that, that, that's kind of what jumps out at me uh, on the card, but I'm, I'm with you. Um, we, we agree to disagree, uh, like uh, Bill Lumberg says. I'm going to have to go ahead and disagree with you. Uh, the office baseballs yes. uh, on the uh, on the Steelers Browns, but uh, I, I'm still I'm still rolling with the Rams. I think that that team. I think Goff is much improved. Um, they, 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 they've got the personality and Brandon Cooks now uh, for for uh, Goff to throw to along with uh, with Cup and, uh, and Robert yeah. Woods. And I, that's that's I mean, and Gurley may be the best back in football, not named later yeah. in NFL. So um,
1: it, it, it's going to be. Interesting. I got one more for you, and, and I understand that their quarterback's back, and he's been out for a while, and they are at home. But I mean. The Cincinnati Bengals are a good football team. They've always they've had a good defense for a while. Towards the end of the last season, they played very well. They have a a solid quarterback who's who's been very good. They got a pretty good team. Why do people think that Indianapolis should be a three point favorite over that team? I don't even know if Andrew Luck can throw the ball at this point, and he has zero talent around him.
0: He's got zero talent. I mean, he still has Hilton. Uh, he has no running game, and he's got um, a terrible defense. And, and to, to your to your point, you know they're the home team, and they're both of these teams. More so with the Colts are unknowns going into the season. Um, I, I'm, I'm with you there. I'll, I'll, I'll go. Uh, I'll go with the Bungles yeah. on this one. Uh, the Col- The Colts are. Uh...
1: Culture, bad team. I agree, I agree the other, and the other thing is, uh, the other one the other one that's interesting to me too, and obviously it's a uh, New York-based, is, uh, Monday night, the Lions giving seven to the Jets. Now, you know, I, I think the spread might be a little rich uh, cause I don't, you know, Detroit is a good team, and Jets got a rookie quarterback, obviously, the Jets are on the road they don't have much talent, but these are the kind of spots that some, somehow the Jets seem to always show up in, and then next week when they play Buffalo with a backup quarterback they'll lose by 20, um, so uh, it's an interesting <laughs> spot. I mean, I see the Lions winning, but I, I don't know. Seven points is a lot.
0: Well, St- Stafford really did have a fantastic. Yeah, um, th- things were clicking. He's got decent weapons there. Uh, the Jets, the Jets are the Jets. Um, da- Darnold, Darnold on Monday night uh, playing in front of a loud uh, Detroit crowd. I'm going to have to go the other way uh, if, if it stays under a touchdown. Um, and, and I got And I got to do it. I'm, I'm rolling with uh, Stafford. No,
1: I understand. I don't, I don't blame you. I think I think the statistics, something like 70% of the time, if you pick the winning team, the spread doesn't even come to Play so it's just a matter of picking the right side of the game for the most part. Yeah,
0: no, I'm I'm, I'm with you. Yeah. I'm with hey, you, let's so. go ahead. I'm sorry. No, it's 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 a good uh, it's a good card. I think we've got some good choices there. Um, will you um do you want to shift over to the absolutely? If, yeah, uh, you like you, any, uh, yeah. Let's
1: uh, real quick too. I just want to you know first thing uh, takeaways from last week's game uh, games. The two things jumped out at me for sure, and it was two teams that really impressed me last week. Um, one being Notre Dame. I thought they they really impressed me. That that's a really Complete football team. Uh, I didn't think Michigan played, you know, out very well, but I thought they they were they were good and their defense was really good. But uh, you know, Notre Dame kicked them in the teeth early and we were able to hold on. So I thought that was really impressive and that was a big win. They needed that. And the other thing that that kind of blew me away was Virginia Tech. That defense was outstanding last week, and they deserve to be where they're ranked right now because that is, that is one good football team.
0: No, I'm with you on Virginia Tech and to to your point on Notre Dame. They, I mean, they were I believe they were outgained. And uh, they also lost the uh, time of possession. Um, so I, I think Michigan is a lot better than people than people um, are going to think coming off of that loss last week. Um, I can see Michigan going on a crazy run now. There's a ton of talent there. Um, but, but Notre Dame has a lot of upside. Uh, w- Winbush had a very, very good game. I thought Kelly called a good game. Uh, they came They came out aggressive. And that gave them the opportunity to play a little more conservative uh, later in the game. And uh, to your point, uh, hold on, hold on for a Yeah,
1: I mean, if if you if you believe in the Wolverines, uh, this is a good week to pick them because they're back at home. They come home, they play a, a Western Michigan team that's not very good, and they're given they're given uh, four touchdowns. So I, I could see them routing them, honestly. So I, I'm with you. I hear that.
0: Right, hey, hey, look at that! It's a little noon action too. So let's get Abs-
1: uh, let's get busy. Let's get busy. Absolutely, a nice little nooner. That's perfect. <laughs> you yeah, you want If uh, you want to jump on another Nooner, I'll give you one that I really like. I, I like, believe it or not, I Houston is giving three and a half to Arizona at home. Now, Houston, the last few years, has been very good. They like to sling the ball around. Their offense has been good. But Arizona's coming off an awful loss last week, uh, you know, where they underachieved. And I think they're a much better team than what they showed last week. I think they'll rally the troops, and I wouldn't be surprised if they win this game outright on the road. So you're going to roll with the Wildcats in that one.
0: I, I, I'm, I'm intrigued. I'm actually writing that one down right next to yeah.
1: now. I'll give you another one if you want to you know, stay in the stay in the great state of Arizona. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Herm, when he plays to win the game, he played to win the game last <laughs> week and they blew somebody out at home. They look darn good doing it. He's got that team believing right now and they're at home this week getting five and a half points from the Michigan State Spartans. And I tell you what, Sparty didn't look very good last week. And uh, the remedy for bouncing back off of a, a bad week at home is not to go on the road and play a team that. That's fired up and feeling real good about themselves. I, I wouldn't be surprised if AF, ASU loses a close one, but I like the five and a half points. And don't be surprised if they win this one outright. And people are, you know, scratching their heads thinking how good this Michigan State team was supposed to be, in their are uh, one and one after two weeks.
0: Wow! So now we're going we're going Wolverines, Wildcats, and now the Sun Devils. Yeah. I like it. And I, t- yes, uh, Michigan State uh, very much underperformed last week, and you, you you wonder you wonder if it's a one week thing or if they just don't have. The yeah. Um, you know, they they they, they played awful. They're lucky to get out of there. They did.
1: I mean, I, and a lot of people were talking about how they're returning so many starters from the past season, and, and they did, but it doesn't necessarily mean that all those starters were that good either. You know, I mean, they returned a lot of kids, but I don't know. I, I wasn't that impressed. I mean, maybe I'm going to be wrong. We'll see. Uh, but, you know, I think it's a I think it's a unique spot. I think it's a good spot. I think two other spots that, that are pretty interesting, too, is Penn State, after what happened to them last week. Now, they they got, I think they just kind of overlooked an opponent that they definitely shouldn't, be in the, that that team's known for, you know, coming out week one and surprising people and because app state is a good team but i mean they've done it absolutely absolutely but uh, you know what uh Penn State found a way to come back and win that game, and they won in overtime. And this week, uh, you know, they get to go on the road to Pitt, and they're only given seven points to a team that they have way more talent than. I think that I think the Nittany Lions roll this week, and I would lay the seven easily on the road there.
0: Yeah, it looks like that one is moved to seven and a half, but I'm still okay laying that because Pittsburgh has been awful now yep. for a couple of years.
1: And one other interesting one: the Ho- Hawaii Rainbows are two and zero. Oh. They were uh, the last two weeks. They have played as an under, uh, as a home dog, and they've won both games outright, very easily. Now, all of a sudden, the tide has turned, and now they are a home favorite. They are giving points to Rice this week as a home favorite. In the last three seasons, the Hawaii Rainbows are zero and ten pound wow. rice 17 and a half points they're getting hawaii can win hawaii can rice. win by two touchdowns and we still we, we still come out a winner
0: rainbow warriors not doing well as a favorite no they sport.
1: are not a good they are not a good home favorite by any means
0: <laughs> that's, that's that's very very interesting I, I i like it and i like the— I like the late game too. Oh, in, case, you, in case you have some insomnia, absolutely, you fire some cocktails up and watch some. It's Hawaii a midnight
1: football. kickoff. The only problem is, I already looked. I don't see it on any major network, so it might be a, 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 a you know a little you know, dicey to fi- try to find it streaming online, but I'm sure it can be done.
0: Now, now you're still a direct guy, aren't you? Yeah. You know what? That, that CBS Sports Network is always kind of sneaky good on finding those obscure yeah. games. Um, you flip, you flip around, you get up there in the 600s and all of a sudden, bang, you're in action. So um, I, 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 think that, I think we're going so. to I hope so. Um, I hope so. I, I'm I'm actually paging down the card a little bit, and I see I see my one and zero Villanova Wildcats coming off a victory at Temple uh, are giving eight to Lehigh. Probably be hard to be able to find that one uh, on, on any sort of gambling website. But uh, I just had to I had to give a shout out to the Wildcats that we beat a Division One team last week, um, and we have four Division One victories in our history, and three of them come up come against Temple. The other one came. There
1: you to- go. I think I think your game is going to be broadcast on the Ocho. <laughs> <laughs> right right after right after. The yeah, that's, ball exactly championship. Right. Championship. that's exactly right. <laughs> that's exactly right. Perfect. I, I, I absolutely
0: love it. Um, well, that, well, that's that, that that's some good uh, that's some good
1: action. Yeah, I think so. I think I think you know the the card. There's there's not a lot of great games. I think the I think the marquee games obviously are Texas A&M and Clemson, and um, you know besides that there's not a whole. And, and, and South In Georgia. Carolina, that's Georgia true. Is
0: interest, interesting, but it, it, you could see yeah. it going either way. A ten point spread. Georgia's awesome, but South Carolina is up and coming. they Yep,
1: and I, I wouldn't be surprised tomorrow if Clemson has their hands full too.
0: No, I, I'm, I'm with you there. You know, I, I think it's a good stay away. You know, let's let's see some more information before we start uh, to know where these guys are. Absolutely. Go sure. So, so we we get the news that Didi Gregorio is changing gears on you here because our Yankees have been really stumbling to the finish line here. Um, we get the news and Didi's back. No, I heard uh, that today. Um, the, the, first, the first question that jumped into my mind was, "Can, can we put some catcher here?" <laughs> oh my God! No kidding. Because because Sanchez, it, I mean, the other night he they, they, Boone is asleep at the wheel. I mean, I am so tired of this brain yep. dead turkey that you know we, we saw it happen in Tampa when Sanchez had what four pass balls in one inning, and then it turns out exactly. he's hurt again and went on a DL for another six weeks. What do they do instead of catching Romine or anybody else? Uh, with Severino they put him back out there in Oakland and in one inning I thought we saw I think we saw three pass balls and two wild pitches I mean what, I don't know what's wrong with Sanchez but on a bigger a bigger question a more troubling question is what the hell is wrong with Aaron Boone does, it, does this guy just not get it I mean he should, should he be back in the booth
1: I think I think the answer is yes. He should be back. I, I can't argue with you. I, I really can't. I mean, it's it's very puzzling. This team has been it's been one of the strangest seasons I can ever remember with so many ups and downs. And the good thing is that you know I think we're still very stable with the wild card. But God, who who knows what's going to happen? You know, and in, in the next two weeks before <laughs> the playoffs even start, you don't know what you we have.
0: Well, who, who, right, we don't know if we're going to have Judge back. You're not sure who you're going to be able to pitch because. No, no one has been like lockdown no. number one. Um, you, you don't know. I mean, I mean, do you put a bunch of pieces of paper into a hat? You know, do you, do you try to pick out of a hat whether it's hat, whether it's yeah. Severino, whether it's Tanaka? I mean, Gray. I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know what the. I mean, you know what? He might. I think he is. Right That's a scare. Sk- <laughs> That's a scary thing. He might be our best pitcher, but you know what? That guy will wilt. He will wilt as soon as you put him in a big spot, just like Kevin Brown did, just like Javier Vasquez did. This is just a guy that he he can't take. The it's
1: big a one head. one game playoff we have coming up, who who, who are you putting on the hill?
0: Um, I'm gonna have to go back to the to the electric stuff. I'm gonna have yep. to go to Severino, except I'm gonna catch Rollmine, so at least I know somebody can catch the ball and get and, and, and dig the stuff out of the dirt without allowing someone. And it looks like it's gonna be Oakland. So I mean, o- Oakland's got a good Absolutely. solid team, but there's no no reason. Why the Yankees can't beat them? Uh, Sean Mania is not coming back this year, uh, from everything I'm reading. So they don't have a they don't have a lockdown nope. number one starter either. They've got a good scrappy lineup. Uh, they get decent manager. Uh, I still like our chances. Um, and then, then after that, all bets are off. I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know that the Yankees could hang with um, you know with, with the Red Sox, uh, whether it's no. the Indians, uh, whether it's the Astros. I think they're outclassed. I would agree. Teams, um, but I I'd loved. I'd love to see Judge come back. You know, sometime next week and be healthy, and and, you know, after a couple games, he's back in the swing of things. Um, You know, Judge and Gregorius—it's a very, very different team when those guys are playing. So, but I just—I worry that there's not enough time left for those guys to get back. No,
1: I agree. And the the one thing I want to say too, through all of the things that have gone on on the offensive side, you know, kudos to uh, Stanton because I think he's really stepped up and done a great job. He
0: he has. It's almost like this guy—this guy found the new, like like Mm -hmm. another gear that he had—he hadn't yet. accelerated into once once uh, all the other big guns yep. were down and he, he has he's had a very good year uh, no complaints uh, there um, if we didn't have him we probably would be you know five, six, seven games worse than we are right now his bat his bat helped us whether Weather a storm and play 500 ball where we could easily play worse. No,
1: absolutely, and and it's and he's done it. He's done it for a guy who had such a big contract and was such a big splash in the offseason. He's kind of done it under the radar quietly, which is kind of kind of shocking.
0: No, no question about it. Um, no, I'm am a fan. I'm a Me buyer too. there. Um, and you know, Glaber Torres came out of his you know post injury mm-hmm. funk, uh, sw- swinging a good bat there. Uh, we still love Andujar at third. Um, we we like Luke Voigt, who who's Who's kind of like, I think, he must be like a direct descendant of Paul Bunyan. So we're we're liking him. So, uh, I mean, we we, we need the judge back. We need the judge back. We need Hicks to to rediscover, uh, you know, how to hit a baseball. Um, And and we'll see. We'll see where we go. But uh, Yes. The, The tale of two seasons for sure. We were unbeatable after the first two months and the last the last couple months have been really, really yeah dangerous.
1: absolutely but hey you know what i mean let, let's just get in the tournament and you never know what might happens the pitchers might find themselves again when you get healthy again and all of a sudden we're uh you know we're, we're making some noise
0: no no question about it uh I, let, let, let's hope we're there let's hope let's hope that the bullpen you know all the guys in the bullpen get hot at the right time like yep. they did last year you know you see you see lights out robertson Betances, our buddy tommy canely um, I don't know that we're going to get Chapman back, but that's okay. I'm all right rolling with Brit. Yeah,
1: I would agree. I would agree with that. Good call. So, all right, Johnny, we're coming up in about 30 minutes here. I, I know it's been a long time, so I figure we run a little bit over. And, and luckily for us, that's we uh, right. you know through the 30 minutes, we've we've avoided the uh, the initial rain delay in the uh, big game tonight, the uh, B, uh, the SMU TCU game. So when we sign off, we'll get to watch it, and hopefully uh, we'll see a lot of points because I know we both have the over this evening.
0: Oh yeah, yes, indeed we do and uh you know we'll be able to click over and check out the Yankees who are playing out in Seattle with a uh, with a 1010 start time so let's let's hope uh, let's hope they can get a victory tonight and on their way to a series a series win as well much perfect hey
1: the night has just begun good good catching up glad to uh jump back on Jersey Joe's with you uh let's great, absolutely great team, signing off for this week but looking forward to uh recapping the uh, first official full week in the NFL talk a little Jets uh and a lot of Giants uh, next week and uh, enjoy all the games Johnny and I'll talk to you soon
0: well th- thanks for the picks tomorrow and i'll leave you with this thought i just saw a tweet from david spade where he offered to float uh Le'Veon bell a few bucks because he drafted him on
1: his <laughs> too. perfect i think that's a perfect way to end the show <laughs> all right, all so right. It's Good. Greg. yeah take so care everybody all right everybody. good
0: night